We're still in the book of James. I think we're down to the third chapter. We probably would do one more after that. I don't know. It all depends on how I am moved at that particular time. Amen. So we're going to get started back in the book of James, and we're going to read the first eight verses, and then we'll talk a little bit. Is that all right? Amen. So let's, let's read those first eight verses, will you please? My brethren, be not ma masters, knowing that we shall receive a greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle his whole body. Behold, we put bits in a horse's mouth, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships which thou they be so great, and are driven by fierce wind, yet are they turned about with a very small hem, whatsoever the governor listen. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasts great thing. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kinder. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body, and set on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and birds and serpents is tamed and have tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is full of deadly poison. My God. Sometimes the things that we allow to come out of our mouth, God's the one that God ain't saying, you viper. James said, be not many masters, referencing to teachers. And your primary teaching comes from the tongue. Therefore, be careful what you say concerning the word of God. We have to watch how we speak one way, yet live the opposite way. You have to be careful about what you say God said when the saying is you saying. Come on, somebody. All times we are stumbling in many ways. If you say you don't stumble, then you must be perfect. Uh, if you say you are bridling your tongue, then you must be perfect. We know that the tongue can get loose and say some things that you will regret. Huh? Catch you at the right moment at the right time and that little wag in your mouth will get loose. And then the only thing that you can think about once you calm down is I'm sorry. 
But if one thing for certain, it then came out your mouth. Can't pull it back. The Bible said that the tongue is a little member that boasts great swelling words. Have you noticed that tongue I have you trying to portray you the biggest and the baddest thing that will walk the face of the earth? That you can whoop up on everything. Come on, somebody. One blow upside your head and you knocked out cold. Because your mouth got in the way. A lot of folks is in the grave of what? Because of what? Their mouth. Amen. So watch it. Your mouth can get you in a lot of trouble with God. Don't look at whether it'll get you in trouble with people. You need to be aware that it would get you in trouble with God. Amen. Preachers and teachers should watch how you minister the word of God because you will receive the greater scrutination. God going to scrutinize you the most. Come on now. Why? Because you're supposed to be the mouthpiece. You're supposed to be delivering the word of peace. You're supposed to be delivering the word of redemption. You got to understand what you're supposed to be doing in the office that you hold. You're supposed to be talking about the word of life. Amen. If you would, run to 2 Timothy chapter 2.15 right quick. Second Timothy chapter 2 and the verse is 15. This is the part that we really don't pay close enough attention to when we stand to expound on what God has said. You might be able to quote the scripture, but do you truly understand what you quote? Out of all of your getting, the Bible tells you to get an understanding. Let's read that verse 15, will you please? Study it to show thyself approved under, under who? So you ain't got to worry about whether or not I make it sound good to you. I got to make sure it sound good to God. Show thyself and approve unto God. Go ahead. A workman that need not be ashamed Rightly, so guess what? You got to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. In other words, it's saying you got to know what you're talking about according to the scriptures. Because knowing what we talk about within ourselves has nothing to do with the gospel. Amen. Amen. So in order for you to be right in what you said within the gospel realm, you must what? Study. And study don't mean that you study the very word that you read, but you got to do some research. So you can get a clarity of understanding what you finna talk about. Amen. If I'm finna talk to you about the word of God, I don't need to be 
talking about beans and cornbread. Amen. That's natural food. My job is to deliver you some spiritual food. Amen. And in order for me to do that, guess what? I got to get my head in the book. Did that make sense? If you haven't gotten, if, if, if you have gotten out of your lane, get back in your lane. Know where you're supposed to be. Amen. Repent and wait on God because you might mess up somebody. Or you might mess up a group of people. You might mess up the hearers that's listening to you. So make sure you stay in your lane. Amen. Because folks are hearing you. So guess what? They are saying or receiving you because they res respect the point that you said God called you. Amen. And then you don't have to, and it don't, don't just stop at preaching, but it also stop at the ones that are called by his name that's supposed to be studying his word. You still are responsible to know what you're talking about. Amen. You don't have to be a preacher to be able to speak the word of God. But you need to know what you're saying about the word of God. Amen. Don't go just rattling off a bunch of scriptures. And you can't put them in where the people can understand. You know, you, you don't want what you're teaching to mislead somebody. Amen. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I've heard so many people take one scripture and run off with it without getting the full meaning or the full reference of that passive scripture. Because that passive scripture referenced to some other scripture that should have brought everything into focus. Come on now. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. What do it say? Now there are diversities of gift, but the same spirit. And there are differences of an administration but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with. For to one is given the Spirit of the word of wisdom, another a word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and another the gift of healing by the same spirit, to another the work of miracles by, and, and another prophecy, and another discernment of spirits, to another divers of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these work one and of the same spirit, dividing to every man several Stay in your own lane. 
God called you to do one thing, get out of my business. You do your business, let me do mine. Come on, somebody. Because you know what? If you're too busy trying to do my business, you're going to let yours go. Hello, somebody. If God called you to be a helper, stop trying to prophesy. Uh-oh. A helper means a whole lot of things. You either you either helping in the ministry, you either helping the pastor, you either helping, helping, helping the saints of God. Come on, somebody. So guess what? There are diversities of gifts. But let God give it to you. Don't go around claiming something God ain't gave you. Because guess what? You're going to be held accountable for that that you said God blessed you to do. And he didn't. So what do that make that out of? They make it out of a lie. Don't lie on God. Amen. Then he said, in all of it, if, if your gift is not making any, your gift is not profiting, something's wrong. Something's out of order. Something's out of line. Because he said, he gave you all these gifts that a man to profit with. What? Profit with what? Not your pocket, but the kingdom. All of these gifts that God gives us supposed to profit of bringing in souls. It's about souls, not things. See, we get profit mixed up with things, but when the God is talking, God is talking about souls. Amen. God is talking about pulling folks out of the fire. Amen. God is talking about giving somebody a word of wisdom that will cause them to think godly. Come on now. That they would get out of their natural thinking. That they would try to get a better understanding about God and what God is saying. Am I making sense? Am I in the right house? To another faith. Everybody got a measure of faith. But there is a gift of faith. There is a gift of faith that... That your gift will cause things to happen because of the faith that you was called to. Hmm. Amen. Primary example. Look at Elijah. Elijah had enough faith that he shut the heavens up that it didn't rain for three and a half years. Huh? Come on now. That a drop of rain didn't fall from the sky. For three years. Do we have that kind of faith? No, we'd be saying. Lord. Can you please shut it up for a minute? <laughs> but that's a gift of faith. That is not ordinary. That is uh, divine. Don't get your, your, your little uh, 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 mustard seed faith mixed up with divine faith. Amen. Because, see, divine faith stands on God regardless of what it may look like, regardless of what the odds are. Divine state, faith will still stand on God. Elijah had to have divine faith 
to stand up against the king and to go and tell him that it ain't going to rain for three years. And then had to go in the hiding because then they were looking for him. Come on, somebody. So it ain't designed to put you in the spotlight. It's designed that the will of God be done. Am I making sense? There are works of miracles. Hmm. Peter them passed by folks and they cause of their shadow. Peter was healed. Huh? Because of the divine order that was on their life. They took handkerchiefs and placed it on folks and they was healed. They grabbed a lame man by the hand and told him to get up and walk. And he got up leaping. And praising God. Those types of gifts, God knows who to give them to. Gifts of prophecy. Those that can foretell what God has given them to tell you was coming down the pike. Most, most prophecies have already been fulfilled and a lot more to go. Amen. So guess what? Stay in your lane and stop trying to be deep. Because you ain't no deeper than God take you. You're just in shallow water. Come on now. There's a problem with folks understanding the diversities of tongues. There is the gifts of tongues by infilling of the Holy Ghost. Diversities of tongues that somebody, God gives them the interpretation of what's being said when the message is being sent to the church. Every tongue that's being spoken is not sent to the church, it's sent to the individual. Y'all get it? But when it's, being, when it's being sent to the church by the Spirit, there is a gift in the church that interprets what God is saying to the church. That's first-hand news, straight off the press. Amen. But all of these should be working in the church. But guess what? We ain't show God enough to distribute it to us. You can't be faithful. Faithful is the first requirement. Come on, somebody. Then you want God to jack you up and put you in a spotlight? I don't think so. Put you on a floodlight? Come on now. And you can shake it and fake it all you want them. But if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Amen. Let's just be real about it. And the sooner you realize that you ain't got it, you need to repent. Because the Bible says 
that he divide to every man several as he will, not your will, not you what you claim and grab it and blab it and all that other stuff. If God give you something, he going to make it plain for you to understand. Amen. Am I in the right house? So stay in your lane. Get back on the service road. Some of you have been on the highway running too fast. You need to get back on the service road. You know that road that you know when you have to drive that certain slow speed. You need to be able to drive that slow speed so you can be able to hear God what he's saying. Amen. The tongue is a system. It is a system of the world. It is a system of iniquity that sets on fire the whole course of life and even set on fire by Satan. So we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth, saying that we are representing God. Oh, whoa. We need to be very careful. It may be something God said in the word, but did you understand what God said in the word before you pass it on to somebody else? Because guess what? Satan is getting a word too. And his word runs parallel to what God is saying. And you got to be able to distinguish what God is saying versus what this rascal is saying running parallel with the word of God. Amen. That saying said, oh, watch them spirits, but I'm telling you, you better watch them dogs. Can you imagine the word of God saying your mouth is like a forest fire? That it is out of control. You know, a forest fire, all it takes is a match. All it takes is a cigarette butt. Huh? A forest fire, all it needs is just a little bit so the wind to grab hold to it. And guess what? It turns into a forest fire. Every fire that has been burning down fields and forests, it didn't start from no great big old fire. Somebody got careless. Somebody had a cigarette butt. Somebody didn't put out their campfire. Somebody throw some paper or something the way that they thought was out. And guess what? It grabbed hold to some leaves, some dry leaves, and it started spreading. Watch your mouth because this starts a fire and it does spread. Think about that. You have to ask yourself, I wonder how many forest fires I done started. Because I didn't control what came out of my mouth. Amen. The word, uh, when it 
notes about the tongue being tame. The word tame means train. It means to break or make gentle or bring into obedience. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And we can, we find it hard to bring that tongue into obedience, don't we? We find it hard to train that tongue to keep it from saying some of the stuff that it say. Amen. We just want to say, ouch. <laughs> this is not taming of an animal or to act under command or control, but this is talking about a that member that's in your mouth, that member of yours, that tongue that often gets out of control. We can train most any kind of animal, any, birds, dogs. We can make animals turn flips like nobody's business. We can make him stand on his hind legs and walk two legs. Come on now. But try to tame your tongue. Wow. The animals, are going, well, listen to this here. The animals don't have a problem being tamed by us. You know, we can, just like my, that, that, that mother man. He know when I come to the back door and let him out, he know where his poo-poo room is. But if I turn my back, he gonna go to anywhere he wanna go. But long as he know I'm looking at him, he gonna head inside that fence. Amen. Oh, I got you right where I want you. Long as we're in church, our tongue is tight. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ah, oh, just love the Lord and raise hell the first time you get out the door. You lost your holiness till you got out the door and then you picked up where you left off. Because your tongue was running loose. Amen. Am I still in the right house? Because the tongue, the Bible said because the tongue can no man train. Now you see why you need to stay up under grace and mercy. Now you see why you need to stay up under the blood of Jesus Christ. And sometimes it would behoove us. Sometimes when we get ready to say something, we might ought to slap ourselves to keep from saying it. Because one thing for certain, once we say it, we can't pull it back. It's out there. Amen. And you don't know how much damage it's done already done before you try to retrieve it. Come on, somebody. The Bible said it is a unruly evil ooh, full of deadly poison. Mm. You thought a serpent was the only one to carry poison venom. Yet you practice killing people with your poison tongue. Hmm. Venomous snake we practice. Because our tongue is just like a venomous snake 
that carries poison. God said for us to be careful about that tongue. One of the biggest things that gets us in trouble with God is our tongue. Amen. Because it's always speaking great swelling words. Sometimes your tongue puts you up more higher than you really ought to be. Sometimes your tongue got you on the mountain when you are two feet below in the valley. Amen. So it's something that we need to kind of keep in mind when we get ready to speak or say something. Uh, and, and, and I know that's to be true. Oh boy, a lot of time I have to really think before I say it. Because guess what? Like I said, once it go out, it's out there. Can't pull it back. You can say I'm sorry, but it still went out. Amen. It still, guess what? Not only did it go out, it was received. And here's the problem when we don't understand. It was received by the hearer. Amen. Let's go back to James 3 and 9. Was that good for you? Did it make sense? Yes, ma'am. By all means. don't do a lot of practicing of is maybe I just need to keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if it's going to, you know, cause a big hornet's nest to open up, or if it's going to slice up my brother and sister, you know, if it's going to cause division or cause an argument, you know, sometimes it's just better just to hold it. <laughs> hold your peace. <laughs> hold your peace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that comes with what James was talking about a lot in these scriptures was wisdom. Right. And a lot of what is lacking is wisdom. wisdom. When Jesus spoke, he spoke with great authority and wisdom. wisdom. Absolutely. Sometimes he said some harsh things. It was needful. But we have to be able to discern when it's needful and when we just need to shut up and right. let stuff go. Right. You know, and not deal with it unless God say deal. <laughs> That's why you have to be well rehearsed in the word of God and know what you're talking about before you start talking. Amen. That's my main reason for telling you stay in your lane. Amen. That makes sense. 
the scriptures that she was quoting uh, about being said being slow to speak and be quick to hear but you gotta watch your mouth after you hear cause some of y'all y'all hear it but then your mouth rattle after what you done heard because you don't like what was said then it tells you to be slow to anger why? because if you don't be slow to anger you gonna get out of line you're going to get out of line behind the word of God. And it's going to turn into wrath. So you got to see the course that the devil sends you on when you won't do it according to what God tried to instruct you on. If you don't listen to the instructions of God, you're going to get off. Amen. Come on, somebody. Here's one thing for certain that I learned. If the if 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 God give pastor a hard sermon, the hard sermon might not be for everybody. But God got it. God got it tailored to whoever He wants to get it. You just have to ride with the Word of God. Y'all be one of them, ooh, I wonder who he was mad at. Oh, I wonder who made Pastor mad today. Ooh, I should have stayed at home. Go ahead. Next Sunday, it might be you. <laughs> yeah, it might not have meant for you this Sunday, but go on, stay at home. Next Sunday, it might be for you. Come on, somebody. That's right. You don't get stuff straight when God is dealing with you. You can't get it straight when you get ready. No, sir. Because guess what? Because when God stops dealing with you, the devil sure ain't going to let you get it straight. He going to keep you just as off as, he, as, a, as two left shoes. Amen. You do know that he did come to steal, kill, and to destroy. So why would he let you off the hook? Only way you can get off the hook is God snatch you off the hook. Amen. Anybody in here been fishing and jump, seen a fish jump off the hook himself? Till you got that hook out of his mouth, he was caught. Guess what? If God don't get that hook out your mouth, you caught Come on now. And God be trying to pull the hook out of some of our mouth and we just be won't let God do what God come to do. I know what? You know what certain situation that you're wrong in, don't you? That's the situation he's dealing with you in. See, the one thing, you can't play dumb games with God. You know when you are not doing what God wants you to do. You know what you were doing before you met God. So if you're still doing what you were doing before you met God, God did it on you trying to get you out of the mess that he called you out of, but you don't want to come out of it, and so that's what we do. We play dumb games. 
I don't know what he means. Yeah, you do. Anybody that God ever dealt with, you know what God dealing with you on. And uh, you know when you're convicted. You know when you hurt somebody's feeling because you did it on purpose. You know when you told a lie. You know when you're backbiting. You know when you just flat out just didn't want to do it and came up with what you call an excuse. Amen. And at some point, God, if you're a child of God, God is the Holy Ghost's responsibility to condemn you. And he said, and, and then once your conscience is condemned, God is greater than your conscience. If you don't get it right, he's going to condemn you. So is there anybody that don't know when God dealing with them? <laughs> Amen. You know when you are not walking in the will of God. You know it. If you know anything about God, you know when you are out of line with God. Now when you don't know God and don't have no reason to know God, you can do it the same, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, the singer, what's his name? Frank Sinatra way. You can do it your way. But when you know God, you got to do it his way. And if you don't do it his way, he gonna let you know you're not doing it his way. One way or another. He's going to get the message over to you. Why? Because he's trying to save you. And the first one he's trying to save you from is you. Amen. Go to James 3, verses 9 through 12. So please, don't get caught up in playing dumb games with God. If you want his help. Because the one thing he'll do. He'll shut the help off. He will shut the help off and let you go. They call that in your own righteousness. Did that help? Before I move on. Verses 9 through 12. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so to be. Do it a fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, even a vine? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. What you got hanging off your vine? Come on, somebody. If you got the right fruit hanging off your vine, or you done got mixed up again, our tongue will praise the Lord and God the Father and with the same tongue, we curse each other out. 
I don't know why some folk think they're going to heaven cussing. You're going to bust hell wide open. You better change your language and you better change it in a hurry. Because bitter water and sweet water don't come from the same fountain. But most of the time when that happened, we blame somebody else. They made, they made me do it. If they hadn't have did that, I wouldn't have done that. Made me put my religion down. <laughs> just, just they, they always picking on me. No, you just bitter. And then, and then we turn around and why do we think that we are acceptable under God when blessing and cursing come from the same tongue? Why we think that God is on our side? Come on now. Think about that. Go to Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 23. down to the point to where we are living in such a critical hour that everything that we do must count. Amen. We, it's, it, it, it must count how the household of faith live among each other. It must count. Amen. Fifteen to twenty-three says, "Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep clothing, but inward they are raving wolves. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree. Oh, you got to decide what tree you gonna be." You got to make a decision. Is you going to be the right tree in the garden? Or are you going to be the tree left out of the garden? But you got to make a decision. What fruit is going to be on your tree? Come on now. Every tree that brings forth good fruit, bringing forth not good fruit, is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by your fruit shall ye shall know them. That's not judgment. That's what they see. Come on, somebody. Uh, Robert, if you see a watermelon hanging off of a grapevine, leave it on there. Because it ain't on the right tree. Come on, somebody. That sounds more like a poison fruit to me. Huh? Because it's out of character, it's out of place, and it's on the wrong tree. Amen. 
If you got everything blabbing out your mouth, ain't no point in you talking about somebody judging you. You're judging yourself. You're just showing who you really are. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Everybody, every supposed to be saved saint's life, you can't hide it. I know. You, uh, the real you going to come out at church, on the parking lot, in the middle of service, wherever you allow yourself to get upset, and the real you come through. Amen. You just been keeping them undercover. But sooner or later, he come out. And sometimes he come out with a vengeance. Sometimes he come out, he don't care who's seeing. Not everyone, wait, wait, look, look, listen at this here now, so we'll know. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? They went to church. Somebody say church, 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 church. They went to church. They spoke a word. Huh? And did not we cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? But look what he said. And then, Jesus said, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Somebody else might have benefited from what you did, but you won't benefit. Hmm. The sick might have got healed, but you won't benefit. strutting around here like a peacock with your chest stuck out because somebody received something from the Lord by way of you and you still buzz hell, hell wide open. Hmm. Think about that. Because you wouldn't bring yourself under subjection to God. God will do some work, but don't mean that you're going to benefit from him. Huh? God made a donkey talk, but a donkey didn't go to heaven. God made a rooster preach to Peter, but that don't mean that the rooster went to heaven. So if God can use a chicken, and God can use a donkey, he still can use a hellion and still send him to hell. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So don't base it off of what you do. You got to base it on how you submit unto God. Gifts and calling are redound with repentance, ain't it, son? That because God used you in the area don't mean that he still won't send you to hell. Because yes, he will. 
Jesus just told you that. So guess what? Dress back up in your faithfulness. Because somebody took your faithful shoes off. You're walking on coals of fire. You ain't walking like God wants you to walk. You're walking gap-legged, bow-legged, bumping knees, walking in the dark, bumping your head, and you still think you're saved. Jesus said, depart from me. Although you did all of that, he didn't deny. Did you notice that the scripture, he didn't deny nothing they said? They said, didn't we cast out devil? He didn't tell them that they didn't. Then he turned around and they said, and didn't we prophesy in your name? He didn't tell them they didn't do that either. Then they said, didn't we do many wonderful work? He didn't deny that either. But what he did say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. In other words, you did it for yourself. You did it for your glory. You wanted your name up high. You wanted to stand back and say, I done it. He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew that's a, that, you know, that's a sad thing to hear God say when you get there, that I knew you not. Daddy, look at him. And we went through all of this life thinking we had it made. Huh? We went through all of our good days and our little bad days. And we thought we had it made in the shade. We thought we had pulled the wool over God's eyes. And you get there just to hear him say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you. I never did know you. I tried to get to know you, but I never did know you. Because you kept showing me two sides of you. Wow. Call it double-minded. You kept showing me one thing one minute and then another person another minute. God ain't got time to decipher who you are. He need to know who you are. He need to know whether you are his or hers. Amen. You must ask yourself. Who really lives inside of this body of man? Hmm. You know what? Even a snake got some beautiful colors. Have you seen snakes can have some of the beautifulest colors that you want to see? All arranged so beautiful and outlined. Stick your hand down there and pick him up. You'll see how beautiful he is. Huh? 
He gonna tell you, you knew I was a snake before you picked me up. Amen. He's beautiful in color, but he's full of deadly poison. When you turn on your water faucet, who in here gets seawater and river water out of the sink? You get salt water, then turn around and you get regular water out of your water fountain. Huh? You got to get one or the other. Amen. Only reason you get hot and cold because you got you got a hot water tank and you heat it up. Other than that, you just get cold water. Amen. So you get hot water for your comfort by buying you a hot water tank. Am I right about it? But you ain't gonna get no salt water out of it. If you start getting salt water in your house, then something going wrong. Amen. You can't get olives off a fig tree. You can't get figs off of a grapevine. You got some messed up fruits. Whoa. Bring about another point. We're walking around with some messed up fruits. Huh? We're walking around claiming God, but the fruits ain't showing. Now, we might not like for the pastor to be a fruit inspector. Oh, but when he comes down to God, he ain't going to expect nothing. He, gonna, he comes with a ruling. He, the, the, the pastor inspects so that we can get it together. God going to set a ruling. He ain't going to say, well, not, well, I just found, well, Coco, I, I, I found watermelon on your on, on, on your uh, 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 fig vine. He don't, he don't tell all that. He's going to just depart from me, you workers of iniquity. He already know what was with her. He already know what's with me. He already know what's with you. He's going to just say depart. He don't go through no whole lot of stuff. He's going to put judgment down because it's going to be judgment time. Ah, something we don't like to hear. But it's coming down to that. Have you looked around the world here lately? Have you viewed what's going on in the world here lately? Have you viewed what's going over in Israel right now? Have you viewed what Russia is doing? Uh, uh, what, what they call them things? No. Some of uh, these uh, things that fly around. These drones. You see what they're doing with the American drones? They causing them to get offline. They causing they they uh, jets to come by and shoot heat on them so that they'll fall and starting another mess. It's gonna be one mess after another, and we think that we we as the Church of the Living God has got to get ourselves together so that God can protect us in the times of trouble. Trouble time is coming. You know trouble time is coming when they find uh, cocaine in the White House. Y'all living in the land of the free. 
and the home of the bread. Uh-huh. Come on, somebody. In our newborn again life, we should not bless God and curse man out of the same mouth. God called us to be helpers one to another. And if we don't do that, we are out of God's order. Hmm. Something to chew on. Go to James chapter 13. Heading down the stretch. James chapter 3. I mean, James 3 verses 13 through 18. I think that'd be the last part of those scriptures. That chapter. Amen. Let's read it, please. Who is a wise man and endure with knowledge among you? Let him show out a good conversation, his work with meekness. Oh. So if you wise, you ought to have some knowledge with meekness and wisdom. You should know how to use what God has given you. Not for your purpose, but for the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? This walk is not about you, but it is to save you. 14 verse says, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and let not a, and lie not against the truth. Don't you be glorying in your mess. If you got some envy and strife in your heart, my advice for you would be run to the altar. Run to the altar and tell God, the Lord, help me to get rid of it. I need your help. See, here the problem is, we don't, we don't think that we need God's help until we get into some shown up trouble. You need God's help every day. Come on, somebody. So you got them mixed feelings, you need to get rid of them. God help me. Because if he don't help you, or you don't allow him to help you, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you not. And guess what? He don't care about how cute you are either. Amen. Fifteen verses. This wisdom descended not from above, but earthly, sensual. You got that mess from the devil. He planted something in you, and you ain't been able to get rid of it. And you won't come to God that you can get rid of it. You got to pour yourself out to God. He got to be able to snatch you out of the fire. 